Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I want to give special recognition to someone who I think is going to be considered the greatest speaker in the history of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. Sure. I'm not going to tell the man no. He wants to say it. He's more than welcome to. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, I need to take this in a couple of, of parts. So uh, we, we've got time this morning. Grab, grab coffee or or something stronger. I'm not here to judge. Congressman Larry Bichon will be with us in the seven o'clock hour. Representative Victoria Sparts in the eight o'clock hour. I'll speaking with I'll be speaking with Congressman Jim Banks on Tony Katz today at noon. The State of the Union had hits and misses for Joe Biden. Let us break it down honestly and clearly. That commentary about Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Biden started sweet. Started sweet. And off book, very obviously. He was um, congratulatory to uh, Kevin McCarthy. He was, uh, he made sure to, to speak well of Hakeem Jeffries, who, yeah, the Senate, the House Minority Leader, made sure to bring up him as well, and it was all lovey-dovey. Justice, the Supreme Court, and to you, my fellow Americans, you know, uh, I start tonight by congratulating the 118th Congress and the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And a standing ovation and everything else. It didn't last that way for long. Uh, the speech was contentious. The speech wa- had had moments of levity. The speech went at an absolutely insane, frenetic pace. I cannot describe to you the amount of times I either w- was tweeting or saying, why is he going so fast? He ran over his quote-unquote list of accomplishments, which he was trying to sell to Americans, which makes no sense. You don't have to sell Americans if you're accomplishing things. You, they know what's good. Now you got to talk about what's next. He was flying through the resume. The pace was out of control. And I, I wasn't the only one who noticed that it was just it was just sheer madness how fast he was going. We had heard rumors ahead of this State of the Union address from President Joe Biden that this was a lengthy speech. We were settling in. This speech was long in word count, but it was delivered with a lot of energy and a lot of pace and a combativeness and sort of liveliness that I'm not sure that I've ever seen in this particular type of presidential address. 
Every time you hear that it was had liveliness and energy, the translation is he didn't fall asleep. To his credit, he didn't fall asleep. He was upbeat, one could argue, throughout. He didn't fall into that lull that we often see, that soft voice, uh, but he did have a tremendous amount of issue, especially at the start, I would argue, finding his sea legs, and there was a tremendous amount of stumbling and slurring. There are two ways to look at this speech. One is, you know, the speech itself, what it said, the programs announced, the spending uh, promise, the remedies for the bragging about what the accomplishments are and all of that. The other way is... Looking at this man, this 80-year-old man, the oldest president, I guess, ever, and whether he got through the speech well, and it seemed to me that there was an awful lot of stumbling and slurring and words left out and so on. So the question becomes this. Does someone sitting at home, worried about the future of our country, perhaps suffering from inflation and the other maladies, worried about crime, worried about the border, look at this man delivering this speech tonight and say, I have confidence to give him four more years. He's the man who has led our nation so well. He's fully in command. Or they look at him and have doubts, doubts that they may already harbor based on Afghanistan and certain other things. I have, a, I, have my, I have considerable doubt as to whether this was a, a confidence-inspiring speech tonight. Now, I'm in part of that camp with Britt Hume there at Fox. But if you were to f- go and take a look at site after site today, all you'll hear is Biden made his case for 2024. Oh, Okay. Where did he have a hit? Where did he have things that connected? He has discussed the idea that we need to cure cancer. Cancer should be our moonshot. And no argument, but how are you going to do it? And he spoke about a couple in, in, in the rafters there, or in, in, in the mezzanine, I should say, uh, their, their daughter and the surgeries and the fighting through it. And it was warm and it connected. It was, it was really Really, something else. It, it, it was it was solidly delivered. There's no plan there, other than we should do something uh, about cancer. So it was a certainly poignant. It was delivered, but it didn't have a follow up. If you want to get America behind you on curing cancer, down. Now how? Talk about a plan. The other place where I thought he connected is he discussed the idea that he's going to ensure that federal projects, construction projects, and he was was referring to the Inflation Reduction Act, for example, as the most important piece of legislation uh, uh, in, in, in American history. It doesn't do anything to combat inflation. It's a climate bill, and it's not important, and it adds uh, to inflation, but neither here nor there. He talking about these things, talked about construction and said, I will ensure that when there's a construction project, an infrastructure project in the U.S., only U.S. products will be used in the creation of that project, meaning concrete's going to come from the U.S., steel's going to come from the U.S., this one's going to come from the U.S. And people cheered. Noah Rothman over at MSNBC noted that if you get your stuff just from America, 
you're going to be increasing prices between 15 and 25%. It's going to be harder to get things. You're telling uh, those in construction, they're going to have even a harder time getting the materials to make things. Uh, I would tell Noah, and I, I will have him on the show probably this week, um, that, that that answer falls flat. The answer falls flat because this is the thing that people want to hear. They will accept that it costs a little bit more. And by the way, it's government money. Now we're worried about what it costs? I have 27 programs that if we could go through a list of 100, I could cut for you and find the money, which I would like to do anyway. You cannot deny that a commentary like that connects, which is part of what made the speech kind of interesting. This was a populist Joe Biden, which is, you know, who he is. This was a populist speech in a couple of spots, so much so that if Trump had said this, we would be told how wrong it is. But Biden said it, and it gets a cheer. And for me, I was like, okay, I'm cool with that because I was cool with the other stuff. Not a nationalist, but understanding that you actually have to uh, think that your country matters and do things that benefit your nation. Like, for example, if you're going to build a bridge, the stuff for the bridge should come from the country to the best of your ability. And that's where the, the wiggle room is going to come. I gave you two places where Biden hit. But there weren't many more. And then he got into, of course, well, his usual hits. But I'll get to that coming up.